Hey y'all, we're going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival this year on August 25th through 27th, 2023 in Austin, Texas. Come join us and get 15% off your ticket with our promo code C. That's C-E-E at the checkout. Thank you all so much for listening to us and we will see you there. Oh, no next Tuesday? Not this time? This is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells Kant. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Jesse. I'm Bobby Faye. <laughs> Bobby Faye Jean. Which if you listen to our last episode, you know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, happy fourth. Um, we want to recognize all the people who sacrificed themselves for our country. And who are military members, families of military members, you name it. All y'all. And I mean, my last two good people were yeah, veteran related. Actually, they were. Holy crap. I didn't do that on purpose. I know. That's what makes it even more incredible. That's so cool. So if you need resources... Rewind a couple of episodes. Yeah, exactly. Also, for those that lived a very different American life than white folks, we see you. Mm-hmm. We understand that this is not our fucking land. We landed on you. And I want to shout out all my Native American people as well today because y'all have every right to be fucking pissed. But honestly, y'all are some of the kindest, sweetest, most incredible, gracious, creative people on the planet. The fact that we now have someone in our government who is a Native American and she stopped an oil pipeline from being built, snaps to that for the next 20 years, hell yes. Like, finally good things are happening in that direction. And all, everybody else, the gays and the theys, and everybody else, we see you and we love you. Yay! Let's just all be happy that we're together this day, shall we say. Can we just... Not worry about other people and what they do. For real. Like, I couldn't give a shit less what my neighbor is doing. Like, I literally do not give a flying fuck. At all. Really, I just want you to mow your yard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, just don't, like, get weeds in my shit, and that's about it. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, why do I care? Why do I care? Do you? I don't care what goes on inside your house. Nope. I don't care how you, with your kids. I don't, I don't, no, nope. not my business. Mm-mm. Not my business. Nope. Don't your care religion. what goes on in your bedroom. In fact, nope. please, yeah. please make sure the blinds are closed. The windows are shut. <gasps> I don't want to fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're really good and then you're like showing out and I'm like, hmm, okay, that's impressive. Congratulations, you. Unless but- you're very good looking and very fit. And you got good moves that maybe I can steal. Right. Like, like a, like, oh, this is like a, a template or primer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also want to shout out, this is the month that the Barbie movie comes out. Girl. Yet again, another episode, she brings up one of her Ryans. I'm sorry. I, I can't help it. He's Ken and it's amazing. I don't understand why that keeps popping up on my Instagram feed. Because, because it's I don't give a shit. How could you? Are you telling me you were never a Barbie girl? You oh, played I with played with Barbies that and is, I loved Barbies, it, but mm, I don't anymore. 
girl, if someone handed me a fucking Barbie, especially from the 90s, I would rip it out of their hands and be like, thank you so much. It's mine now. I only love... And I would play with it. ...the videos of them transforming the Barbies into something else. What? Oh, you mean like their makeup and stuff? Yeah, we've oh, talked yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are really fucking cool. Where they change their makeup and make it more like... Yeah, that's really off. Like, super cool. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. And I watched those extended trailer and everything, so I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I know you are. You're going to wear your hot pink and bows and shit. I actually don't know yet. Are you going to go to the movies to see it? I am. I'm going to go to the two Alamo Draft House for that one. Are you going to make Pod Happy go with you? I, he, I, okay, so originally I enlisted a friend mm-hmm. and I was like, cool, we'll go together. And then, funnily enough, Pod Happy's like, I'll go with you. And I was like, buh, buh, who into what now? I was like, okay, sis, let's go. I'm now going to go and <laughs> sit behind you. Just to see and this. I'm going to buy him beers to get him drunk. So he can actually enjoy himself. Honestly, it looks like a hell of a good time. I'm going to be like, hey, send this to the guy right in front of me. <laughs> this was the guy. N- it's for him. It's for this guy. But I'm also going to watch Oppenheimer in a normie theater. That's the new Christopher Nolan movie about the Manhattan Project, which I am living for. It just got an R rating, which I'm like, fuck, yes, about goddamn time. Honestly, those I'm like, I don't understand why we give a shit about ratings anymore either. Like, yeah. who fucking cares? I hope kids are listening to this. I hope that some parents out there are cool enough to let their eight-year-old listen to us say fucking cunt. Because they're just words. They mean they're nothing. only words if you give them power. Exactly Ooh, right. Where did that come from? Ooh, oh, this. That just blew out my mouth. Uh, come through. You're so right. You're so right. They are. And that's basically why we use them all the time. It's because we're like, they make us, they, they add some zhuzh to the things that we're saying, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I had a day today. It's a word enhancer. Yeah. But then if you say I had a fucking day today, people are like, ooh, tell me more about that. Exactly right. Right? Exactly so. right. Yeah. So, ready for what's going on in my life? Oh, always. And never at the same time. So, you know where my mailboxes are? Yes. On the other side of the street... Two houses before the mailbox. Do you want to know who lives there? Oh, God. Who now? My pod hubby's work hubby. <gasps> oh, shit. How much time are they spending together? Is this like a problem where it's like, hey, I'm going to go over to so-and-so's house. Like, I don't know because I'm at door. Fight Club all the time. <laughs> That's true. But I'm imagining like it's like, can so-and-so come out to play? Like that. It's going to be a problem. I feel it's going to be a problem. I have a feeling, I have a feeling it's going to be a problem. I, I just love this idea of, you're going to see these two like, let me tell you something about my best friend, and like skipping on the street and shit. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> the past two nights that, because they moved in on the first, so ever since the first, Every night that I call the pod hubby on my break, mm-hmm. guess who's in the background <laughs> as part of our conversation? Oh, God, yes. This is amazing. And you're like, why in the fuck? Like, he's actually part of the conversation. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm on speakerphone and I'm not having conversation with my husband. I'm having conversation with my husband's. No anonymity at all. It's just like that's amazing. So our washing machine broke. 
And Pat Hemming went and bought a new one. And he said, it's not going to be delivered until Sunday. He goes, I'm going to wash. He goes, we went and picked up my husband's washer and dryer from his old house and brought it to his new house. And I'm washing Pod's son's clothes, a load of clothes over there for him. Do I need to wash you some work clothes at two? At, at his work husband's uh-huh, house. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he, I go, no, I'm good. I think that would make, I think that would be, make this relationship a little awkward. If you're throwing down like panties and, and you, bras. You know what I hear in the background? Yeah. I hear, you don't want me to see your panties? <laughs> And you're like, not particularly, no, 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 no. I mean, not like I give a shit, but also I just don't want you to see my underwear. Like I, what? That's amazing. This is the best thing. Why have you held on to this news? Why didn't you tell me this sooner? I forgot. That is hilarious. I forgot. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in love with this. You know, they just start me like stickball in the street and shit. They're going to be getting into, Hey, we thought about this new project. Like, maybe they're going to do the whole stepbrothers bunk bed situation. Like, I'm. this is what I'm picturing. I just cannot wait. Hey, actually, you could use this to your advantage. All those projects. Be like, cool. Enlist your work, husband, bro. Let's get this shit on lock. Right? The only plus I feel is going to happen is mm. the to-go boxes from mom and abuela. <gasps> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's the pod hut. I mean, oh that's my the work God. husband. I didn't realize it was, oh, you're right. Oh, so we have Latin food in the mix. Mm-hmm. Shit, girl, I'd be over there every fucking, every day. If not on the weekends, when they're out like chilling in the backyard. You know what I mean? Or in the, in well, the front. he goes to mom's house. Oh, on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He better bring me food. Yeah, you need to definitely be like, hey, next time you're there. Tamales. <laughs> Where are we at with the tamale situation? All I know is tacos. the carnitas I had. Oh, God. Carnitas, too. Like, real carnitas. Like, mm-hmm. abuela carnitas. Oh, shit. His dad's the cook. Really? Ooh, so he does all the meats and all that. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And real, like, Mexican rice. Like, done real. Mm-hmm. Like, in a pot. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's some advantages for you as well. There is. I'm going to be fat. I mean, fat and sassy. Who's what's wrong with that? I'm going to be Live fat life. and sad. Live your fucking life, girl. Fat and sad? Why sad? I'm, my husband's going to be living across the street. Are you Are you really sad about that, though? No, because he snores. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, come on. Don't bullshit me, girl. <laughs> come on. You're like, oh, I can finally sleep at night. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I was. I slept on the couch. Well, that night went to sleep at 6 a.m. But Oh, God. Still with us. I cannot believe that. Well, I can. It's because like you watch Shiny Happy People, which mm-hmm. makes total sense, which I actually am going to go home and just literally binge through. My pod hub will look at me like, I'm good. I don't want to watch that with you. So I'm like, it's fine. You don't have to. No, let me tell you. Okay, another spoiler alert because I forgot to tell you this on the last episode. Oh, shit. Do you know what these people are doing? So they have, okay. You have Jim Bob Duggar, right? Yeah. Their generation. Uh-huh. Then their kids. Ironically enough, they're calling them the Joshua generation. Oh, Jesus Christ. Please don't. But do you know what they're doing? 
They're using social media to infiltrate. Makes sense. I mean, it, it honestly, it is a it is a weapon and a tool. And the only education they're giving these children is in politics to get them in to the government. Makes sense. Yeah. This this then look at look at what's been happening and you're like, yeah, all of that is checking out. It's actually fucking scary. It's very scary. Also because they're they're uneducated, first of all. Yeah. And what they're doing, unfortunately, is a lot of human rights violations. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is like, what also is scary to me is the fact that people like ourselves who oppose that aren't also in equal numbers, if not more, doing the same shit back. Because the whole we go high while they go low shit, we're done with that. We need to go nuclear with this motherfucking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's past the point of no return, I feel. And I feel like we need to start meeting them head for head with what they're doing. Period. And one of the ex-members discussed, like, like how we all go. How we all have said, I've said it, like, why doesn't Anna just take her kids and go, right? Yeah. They discuss, like, an ex-member discusses, like, being in it with kids and not knowing there's resources for you available to take your kids and go. Like, you yeah. don't know that because you are so indoctrinated and brainwashed. Yes. You're so in it, you cannot see that there's an outside world. And you're told that the outside world is sinful and full of people that will not help you and try to indoctrinate you into whatever the fuck they're doing. So therefore, you're not going to go to outside resources. You're only going to go to resources that are Christian or under the auspices of the religion which you already are under, which are going to keep you in even farther and deeper. So you're absolutely correct. And, and also, this is my opinion. If you are proselytizing from the pulpit or even not through social media on behalf of a religion for a politic... You do not need to be a nonprofit. You do not need to be a religion. You need to start paying taxes because you are talking about the fucking government. Mm-hmm. Period. Like that, you're talking about the government. You're trying to influence the government. That means that you are not unbiased. Correct. And again, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. However, I really got to watch this now. I'm going to get so mad, but I'm, I'm here for it. It's okay. I'm already at 11. But I'm like, I've learned to focus it into, but what are you going to do? Right? This is where I'm at. But also, but really, what are we going to do? Like, there's a lot of un, what is it called? Unopposed seats, especially in Texas for Republican, even just random shit, just random shit. They just run unopposed. Oppose them. Fuck it. Oppose them. So what I'm hearing is you're going to run for a seat. Maybe. We'll see. I ain't got shit going on. I ain't got shit going on, so... <laughs> Although they do keep asking me, have you ever been a, working for the government or a government agency on every this fucking, you know, resume? You, you remember answering those questions, like, right? Like, have you ever worked for the government? And I'm like, no. But uh, yeah, I don't see why not. Give them something to, you know, run for or make run for the money. Sweat it. Yeah, exactly. If anything, it will actually make them spend money on their campaign and drain their coffers. That would be nice. But then I also have to go out and like door to door it and, and seeing my friend Phil do it, who got this close to becoming mayor, by the way, of the town I live in. I was like, yes. 
didn't because the person he was running against owns a fuck ton of property. So, millionaire. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. No? Hey? Yeah. Just saying. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see how this lands. But, oh, one more disclosure. After this episode, we will be taking a hiatus. A little bit. Yeah. For a while. We don't know how long. We're not sure yet. Just need some time. We need some time. And we thank you for your patience on that. Understand it's purely mental health and also bandwidth. We're just at a point where we need to take a hot minute, refocus, re-strategize, reprioritize, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out from there. So I am guess I'm going to leave you on this little ditty. Okay, first of all, is this one of those episodes where it gets bad to worse? Where, like, what the fuck is happening? I just, because you always bury the lead on these, and you're like, oh, no, no, no. And then I'm like, is it going to get worse? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, god dang it. I mean, I don't think so. Okay, good. Okay. I, I don't think so. Okay, let's go on. Let's do it. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Todd Mullins was all about the farm life. He bought his first farm in 1999, and he eventually grew his farm to a total of three full farms and one partial farm. Todd had two hog barns on his homestead. In 2003, Todd met a young lady named Amy on... Only farmers. No, just kidding. Oh my god, yes. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, shit. He met her at the Delaware County Fair. Of course he did. Oh my god. Honestly, onlyfarmers.com is incredible. I really... Okay, the county fair is cute too, though. Let's see. I know. I mean, where else was he going to meet a lady besides the county fair? Yeah, for sure. That's so pure and farmish. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. I love it. The couple married in 2004, and Amy moved to the farm. Amy did work in healthcare, and not exclusively on the farm with Todd. So she worked on the farm, like on the weekends and stuff, and then she worked in healthcare. The pair eventually had three kids: Tristan, Taylor, and Wyatt. How much do you love those names? They're great. They're like farming names. They're very much like what Con- you would expect. Yes, they're country like, okay. names. Yeah. Huh. I mean. And also, three kids, someone had to take care of the hog farm when they got old. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. The farm was in Earlville, Iowa. And this is a small town. And do not underestimate me when I say a small town. In the 2020 census, there was only 716 people in Earlville. We're lucky if they got a street light. Yep. Yeah, we're talking like everybody knows everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, not everything was sunshine and roses. In 2013, there was infidelity in the marriage, and it wasn't on Todd's side. Really? Mm -hmm. Miss ma'am. Amy met someone at work, and she started knocking boots with them. (gasps) Sis, don't do that. At the advice of a friend, Todd and Amy started counseling and reconciled. Amy decided to leave her job and become a stay-at-home mom. Okay. Not only that, Amy had to tell Todd... If she had to go somewhere. Uh, I'm sorry if Todd no longer trusted her. He should have just ended things. Me. If he if he chose to stay in the marriage after infidelity, then he didn't want to... He doesn't get to play the game of tell me where you go whenever you're not at home. Yeah, this is... First of all, the fact that they got counseling and they're, like, farmers, like... I'm just saying they're very much a bootstrap kind of people. Like, right. I'm going to do it myself, you know, which is hell. I admire that. 
So the fact that they were like, no, we actually do need outside help based on the friend's advice. That's amazing that they got that. But, However, I'm with you. Like, I feel like if, if you trust me, you trust me. I'm just saying, if, if you, you choose you to don't. stay in the marriage after infidelity, you yeah. don't get to play this game of tell me where you are when you're not at home. You either yeah. forgive and move on or you don't forgive and move on yeah. with your life separately. I agree. That That's my TED talk for the day. No, I'm with you. And I also feel like, you know, the whole, I'm going to stay home with the kids that's fine. Like up until that, okay, fine. You decide I don't want to go to work. Okay. Again, checking boxes, but hmm, continue. I'm not liking that. Mm -mm. And I don't think Todd had really forgiven Amy. Shockingly. Because he told Amy's stepmom, and I quote, I'm not going to lose my farm and what I have worked for. Did and they, that is exactly what would have happened in a divorce. Amy would have gotten at least half of the farm or she would have, or I'm sorry, Amy would have gotten at least half of the farm or would she because Dodd had it when they got married. My sense doesn't make sense. No, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So like, see in some states, if you have it prior to marriage, you can't take it. Right. Well, I actually went the extra mile this time. I was going to ask. What does Iowa say? (laughs) And according to the Iowa Judicial Branch website on divorce, Mm. Iowa is an equitable distribution state, Mm. and the court will divide all of the spouse's property, whether it was acquired before or after the marriage, except any gifts and inheritances received before and during the marriage. So Todd stayed to keep the farm. What a stand-up dude. I mean, divorce, I'm going to say this. Divorce is always the answer. It is. We can confidently say that. Divorce is always the fucking answer. We don't care. I'm sorry if she would have gotten half of your hog farm, Todd. Yeah, bro. You could have rebuilt, moved on with your life. Yes. There's plenty of people have done it. So here's the thing. It sucks. Don't get me wrong, but you can move on. Here's the thing. He's not worried about the kids. Yeah. He's worried about half of his fucking farm. Yeah, like all the shit he built. Which and also, I get. You put in your time and your effort and all that fucking... But here's the other thing you can do. Go to a lawyer and have her sign a goddamn post-nup. They do exist. Where if you guys get divorced, you keep the fucking farm. Or through divorce proceedings, you negotiate through a mediator and saying, I want to keep the farm. And she might have been like, oh, fucking K. She might have just want to move the fuck on. She's already had a fucking affair. Exactly. And said, okay, well, then I want this with the kids. And they'd be like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many. Give me $100,000 and the kids and I'm fucking out. Oh, God. That sounds great, actually. Right? 100K? A little startup I, fee? You know, I... Not bad at all. I don't know. I'm just grabbing numbers. No, I'm I mean, I'm with say, you. I'm just saying. There's plenty of other outs than what I'm going to assume that's happening based on the, the subject matter of our podcast. I mean... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. 2018 was not a blue ribbon year for the Mullins family because Amy just couldn't keep it in her pants. Hmm. But she didn't file for divorce either, so I feel like she just wanted to have her cake and eat it too. After the first affair, she learned that there wasn't going to be repercussions for her actions, so she started Affair Numero Dos in June. This time, it was with Jerry Frasher, who oversaw the hog operations on the farm. Wait, girl, talking about shitting where you eat. I no, know. ma'am. Mm-mm. Wow. 
See, Todd, she doesn't have to leave the farm to get it on. Apparently not. So, you know how you were like, tell me where you're going. She's like, bitch, I'm staying on the farm. I'm right here at the farm, babe. Right here at the farm. I didn't leave the farm all day, motherfucker. She's got all her D's in a row. (laughs) Todd became sus when he was referring the phone bill and saw a lot of contact between the two. Todd. Oh, God. Amy. Todd, just get, get the fuck out. Like, Honestly, I'm, I'm more mad at Amy at this point. Like, girl, you get a burner. Have him call you. Like, there's all these different ways you can make this She would have had to leave the farm to get the burner. Uh, he probably would have asked about her $150 charge at the Walmart. Oh, God. What'd you spend $150 on at the Walmart? Because we ain't got no fucking bread in the pantry. Yeah. This is like, at this point, y'all don't need to be together. Unless... This is an agreed-upon relationship from the start. We fuck other people in our relationship. If it's an open totally relationship fine. from the jump, like Nick Cannon has with all of his baby mamas. <laughs> or whatever that is, yeah. I watch Selling, Suns- oh. Selling Sunset, so oh. I know all about it. Oh, it's actually like an agreement, like I'm going to fuck around? They have an open relationship. Okay. So he can just keep breeding people. So one of his baby mamas is on the new season of Selling Sunset. Okay. And she takes no child support from him because she has her own job. Go and for her. supports her own child. Wow. But he did just buy her a fucking, I don't know, some car that oh. I won't be able to afford in a lifetime. That's amazing. I mean. You know, she takes expensive gifts, but I no mean, child support. So the, the trick is to fuck Nick Cannon is what you're saying. Are you winking at me going like, fuck Nick Cannon so I can get a Maserati and shit? Yes. Okay. I But I you have to have his baby and you can't do that. Fuck. You done fucked up, girl. Shit. Yes. Okay. So, (laughs) Todd looked at the phone bill and saw all of the contacts between Amy and Jerry. And, I mean, he was sus, but couldn't they have just been talking about pig business? Because he runs the hog farm and she's the hog farmer's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Todd confronted Jerry, and of course, Jerry denied any sexual interactions between him and Amy because Todd's his boss and Amy's gonna, his wife. Who's going to say the truth? Nobody's gonna, exactly right, nobody's Todd. Nobody's going to be like, yeah, I'm fucking your wife. Like, really? <laughs> Come on. So Todd wasn't convinced Jerry was telling the truth because he's, he's smelling. Todd, Todd's gone a little crazy at this point. Oh, no. And he went balls to the wall. Nope, he didn't confront Amy. He called Jerry's wife. Oh, God. And told her his suspicions about Jerry and Amy. Jerry's wife thought Todd was crazy. And so Todd called the Frasers back a couple days later, and he actually apologized to both of them. Okay. And he's like, I'm sorry. I got a little insane. You know, I saw the calls. She's, you know, fucked this other dude before. I got a little up in my own head and apologies. Right. Which is the right thing to do if it weren't happening. However, he was actually bang on. <clears throat> yeah. So this doesn't mean Todd had reconsidered his position on the f- affair. He was still convinced Amy was fucking Jerry. So much so he talked to Amy's stepmom about it. I'm with Jerry's wife. Todd does sound a little crazy. <laughs> because then he questioned... His and Amy's mutual friend. You know, the one that got them to go to counseling the first time? Oh. About Amy's behavior. Saying that she was acting the way she was when she was having the first affair. Hmm. So, 
their friend finally told Todd that it might be better if they just go their separate ways. Yeah, dude. And I think this was a last resort for her. And I think she was hoping Todd would actually come to this conclusion on his own. But when he didn't, she was like, bruh, maybe you just need to move on. Yeah. Both of y'all just need to figure, like, end it here, as in divorce, and move on in your own paths away from each other. And when their friend made this suggestion, Todd's reply was this, and I quote, I have worked for this farm since I was 11, and I will not give it up. With the farm, bro. Like, what about your kids? Fuck them kids. I mean, apparently. (laughs) Exactly right. So Todd eventually confronted Amy about the calls, and she denied an affair. Of course she would, if she was really afraid of Todd. And she said they were just talking about the children and work, considering Jerry was the farm's record keeper. Seems legit, Todd. Seems legit. You seem like a crazy man. Yeah, everyone's like... like, Everyone around you thinks you're fucking insane. But also, here's the other thing. I also am seeing it from Todd's angle of... Do you know how whenever you're trying to convince people you're not crazy and you look crazier by doing it? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm picturing as well. Mm-hmm. He's like, I am not insane. I know this is happening. Right. I'm getting gaslit so hard. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm going crazy. Right. So I get where he's coming from. However, the whole I'm not going to lose a farm shit. Come on, bro. Exactly right. Chill the fuck out. Exactly right. Like, he shouldn't... It's not... I'm with you. It's not a priority. To me, I'd be like, well, my kids, I don't want to lose my life with my wife. You know what? If it is making you this crazy, and I don't think he... I don't think it was that he loved her and he didn't want to lose her. His whole priority was not losing half the farm. Like, that's stupid, bro. Yeah, it's a piece of of land. It's, It's hogs. You know, like... Don't get me again. I get it though. This is your whole life. This is all you've ever known. Like this is your business. This is your livelihood. You don't want to lose all the hard work you've put in for fucking 20 plus years. Yeah, I understand. But again, there are ways to mitigate that through divorce attorneys, you dumb. Come on, bro. Yeah. So Amy finally admitted to her friend, you know, the mutual friend. Yeah. That she was having another affair. And when she found out, she told Amy. Ready for what she told Amy? Mm. You're going to love this, sis. Okay. You're putting yourself in a really dangerous situation. Todd is going to kill you because Todd is just the person you don't want to mess with. Oh, fuck. Well, at least that mutual friend was very honest with her. I very much appreciate that. Snaps to you, mutual friend, whoever you are. Snaps. So, the friend. I named her. Oh, oh yes. I, I gave her a name. Please. Ready for the name I gave her when I was writing this story? Yes. Candy Lynn. Candy Lynn. Oh, that's great. Ooh, that's a great like farm name too. Yeah, I was just tired of saying the friend. Yeah. So Candy Lynn was at a work event and heard people talking about Amy. Candy Lynn and Amy used to work together. Oh, okay. That's how they know each other. Okay. So they have a lot of mutual friends in common. So Candy Lynn was at a work event and heard people talking about Amy having another affair. So she told Amy... Sis, this is going around town. Yeah, you need to get your shit on lock. You got a problem. Yeah. And Amy became upset because she was the topic of local gossip. And I mean, what do you expect? It's a small town. There's 700 people in the town. You're spreading your legs for Jerry. Exactly. There's nothing else going on. Like, literally, 
nothing else. If they, they got were a Dairy tired Queen, of talking about whose heifers were it, pregnant, literally, like the. So Amy then told Candyland where to look for her body if she went missing. Oh, God bless. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if you are that afraid of your husband... Leave. Yes, but also, there. let's go here. There are resources. We were just talking about resources. Yes. Yes, there actually are resources. It's a very dangerous time. She's not wrong. However, if she was able to, on the sly for a little while with this guy... I think she's clever enough to be able to take the kids out with herself to a women's shelter mm-hmm. or, and don't get me wrong, it is still very dangerous. However, I don't know. I think she could have done it. I, I think Amy could have gotten to a women's shelter. Now, I don't think there was a women's shelter in Earlyville, Iowa. No, God, no. But I'm She'd sure there drive. was a women's shelter in the closest town or somewhere else in Iowa. Yeah. I think she should have gotten, she could have gotten to one. I think her stepmother would have helped her. Yeah. I think Candy Lynn would have helped her. Fuck, I know. That's what I say. Just go to a friend's house and just, be, and then tell him there where there are multiple people around and say, I'm staying here with the kids for the next blank months until we get a divorce. Yes. Period. And... But again, we can't victim blame. Like this is no, 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 this no, is no. not that. This is just that's not that. I'm letting everybody out there who's in this situation know. Yeah. There's resources out there for you and most domestic violence websites. If you go there and if you're on the website, if you hit a button, I think most of them it's escape or something like that, it shuts the website down and they're untraceable. Yes, and I just looked up the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It is 800-799-7233, just in case. And most of those shelters and safe places where you stay, I know for a fact local law enforcement patrols the area very heavily. Ah. And also I know for a fact if they see someone just sitting in a vehicle, they approach them and they will, it doesn't matter why they're there. If they're doing anything wrong, they will, if they're doing something illegal, they immediately arrest them. Whether it has to do with somebody inside the house or not, they're very, very, I know the ones here are. They're yeah. very attentive yes. to that. And, and that's good though. That is something that is very needed. Also, you can get orders of protection There are so many things that luckily nowadays we have access to that we didn't before. And the awareness of it now is so high that, to your point, even if she went to a friend's house, I'm sure that the husband or brother or whatever would have been doing something similar that a cop would do. Like, who's this guy outside my house? Or so-and-so, you need to leave. You need to fucking go, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there... And I will just say with orders of protection... Every time the person, you see the person near you, call the police. Make sure it's on record every single time. Okay. Because it's just a piece of paper. That's really, yeah, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And it's silly that they actually have to tell the person you're getting the order of protection against where you are to stay away from that area, which seems fucking counterintuitive to me, but also I get why. In some instances, they will put a GPS monitor on them and Mm. they will actually... Put, program the monitor with exception locations huh. to where if they get close to those locations, it will notify law enforcement. That is fucking badass. I did not know that. I don't think it's every single time. 
but I do know in certain instances they do do that. Exists. If they've been in jail as part of their bond release. Okay. So tip is, if you are looking to get out of an abusive situation, tell only who needs to know. Leave when you can, even if it seems inopportune. Take what you can money-wise. Leave all the rest of your shit. It doesn't matter. You can rebuild. Trust me. You can. I know it's painful. And try to get to a place that you know is safe and secure so then you can proceed with legal proceedings. Yes. And and the key is, like, well, I say it's an order of protection. It's just a piece of paper. The key is you have to have one. Yeah. And every time you know for a fact they violated it, call the police. Yeah, don't be scared of that because that's their job call the police and make sure it's documented every single time because the more documentation of you have them violating it the more times they go to jail the more protection you get Mm -hmm. it and if a case has to happen in the future you now have a wealth of evidence of Mm -hmm. this person did this multiple times Mm -hmm. yeah Okay, so here's where we are. She's yes. like, this dude's going to kill me. And it's like, okay, sis, like, you can't be saying shit like... Honestly, if you said that to me, I'd be like, girl, what the fuck? Get in my car right now. Get like, in my you'd car. You'd probably grab me by the hair and pull me out. I would pull you out of the house and you'd be like... And We're pod, gonna- you and your pod hubby would come oh. over and basically kidnap me. I would, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then if people called, they'd be like, she's not here. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I would probably tie me to a chair. I'd be like kidnapped. Yeah, I know, for real. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up, shut <laughs> So Amy then contacted another of her former co-workers to see if she had heard the rumors as well and asked her to stop the rumors if she heard them. Sis, that bitch literally hung up the phone and then spread that shit like wildfire. Like, Absolutely. why did you make that call? Like, that girl literally was like, okay, sure, no problem. Boop, 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 boop. Sally, oh my God, Amy just called me and she ah. asked me if I'd heard these rumors about her and Jerry. And then she was like, if you hear them, you've got to stop them. You know she fucking Jerry, right? Yeah. That's uh, what happened. Like, Amy. Here's the other thing. Now, tell me if this comes up later. Does, it's Tom, right? Tom Mullins, right? Todd. Todd. He, does he have a history of violence? Does, is he an aggressive person? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I also understand the phrase of, oh my God, he's going to kill me. You know what I mean? Like, it's not right. a real right. kill like, me. Like, I have said that before. Like, me too. If, if, when we've been in Target before, oh, I've been like, <sighs> at the checkout, and I'm like, oh my God, Pottery's going to kill me. Same. I've done the same thing. I'm like, looking at the total, go from two to three, and I'm like, <laughs> oh God. And we don't mean <laughs> dollars. No, 300. We 300. mean hundies. <laughs> What is with Target? Let's just, we all, oh, right? Speaking of Target, I got a voicemail yesterday from Target telling me a candle I bought was recalled. You got that one too? Yes. Holy shit. Yes. (laughs) Target buddies. Yeah, they were like, it it shoots off flames or something. Because I saw Target come across my phone. I was like, what the fuck is Target calling? I thought it was like a survey or something. And yeah, it was just straight up like, this candle is super dangerous. And I'm like, well, I hope I... Don't still have it. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't what know what fuck? it is. I need to listen to it again and like go through all my candles and find it. I know, right? Like, <laughs> okay, I guess. Whoopsies. Well, we bought the same candle somehow. <laughs> we were probably fucking together. We probably were. God. We were probably like, I'm going to get this smell. What smell are you going to get? Yeah, it was a fugue state, which happens every time I get into Target. And then I'm at $300 when I literally went in for one goddamn thing. 
I will say last time I was in Target, I literally only got what I went for because I was unemployed and uh. I knew if I spent money, he really would have killed me. Oh, no, that's fair. Proud of you. He really would have killed me. Amy knew if Todd found out she was having another affair, he would kill her. Her oldest child, Tristan, even told her, and I quote, if dad finds out you're going to have an affair, he'll kill you. Dude. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know how many signs you need to, like... Get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I don't understand is why Amy isn't just leaving Todd. I mean, obviously, she doesn't love him. Yeah, no. I mean, there's a lot going on there, and I'm imagining if she's having this amount of time to talk to coworkers, to talk to family, to talk to her young kids. Yeah. That could be time spent planning the escape. Exactly right. So by July, Amy had finally talked to Candy Lynn about leaving Todd. Like, finally in July. This is where we're at. Good. Candy Lynn said Amy, and I quote, was to the point where she felt like she was strong enough to leave on her own. And it was not so much anymore that she was leave for Jerry, but she would leave on her own. Correct. Which, uh, yeah, makes total sense. Fuck Jerry. According to Candy Lynn, Amy was looking for jobs and a place to live on the DL. Amy told her friend that Todd didn't want a divorce because he would lose half of everything and it was socially unacceptable. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) It's fucking 2018. Divorce was not unacceptable. Fuck that, Todd. Fuck you, Todd. Literally. Fuck you. So, then in August, Amy's Meemaw passed away. Aww. So, when Meemaw passed away, Amy asked her brother to store some of Meemaw's furniture for her so she would have some when she left Todd. Smart. At the end of August, Todd told Candy Lynn that Amy told him that there were rumors about her having an affair and, and I quote, she cried for hours and she said she should leave because we are better off without her. Okay. So she's kind of, like, giving Todd, like, hints. Yeah. Like, yeah. people are saying this about me. You're better off without me. Yeah, it's not not admitting, but going, well, maybe, like, doing the whole, I'm going to put it back on you a little bit. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see where she's at, though. Things just didn't get better for Amy because in October, Uncle had a brain bleed, causing Amy to be away from the farm and the family a lot to take care of. A lot to take care to take care of him. Okay, so here, this is where my head goes. Now's your shot. Exactly right. Shoot your shot. Use his computer to find your place. Mm -hmm. Set it all up. Get it all done. Order protection. All that shit. Get your kids out. Say, hey, we're going to take the kids and have them visit Uncle with his, you know, condition, not much longer. Yeah. That's the time in yes. my head. Okay. So this caused a lot of strain on Todd because he had to take care of everything alone. Oh, poor Todd. Yeah, it sucks. Hmm. Yeah. He had the hogs going out, the harvest. He had to take care of his own children all at the same time. Yeah, well, you had them. Uh, too, bro. I just don't know how Todd managed it. <laughs> While Todd was doing all this hard work, he found a corn rake that was just left out in the yard and he put it in the red shed. Sis, I want a red shed. It sounds so cute. I could turn it into a pod studio. Pod studio and library. You can go out and read like that bitch that I showed you on Instagram. Yes. God, that she's living her life, man. I know she is. God. So on November 6th, Amy had an ablation done for her heavy periods. 
Good for her. This is an outpatient treatment, but she did have some restrictions with her discharge. She couldn't lift more than 10 pounds and she had to rest at home for a few days. You know, it's not a that big of a it's not thing. It, it's not great either. No. It's just it's uncomfortable. Yeah, a lot of women have it done. Yeah. So on November 10th, a friend texted Amy to check on her, and Amy told her, and I quote, Thanks. Okay, things are still very tense around here. Just not sure of anything anymore. Also that morning, Tristan and Todd had gone to check on some off-site hogs while Amy fixed breakfast. Tristan and Todd returned and ate before going to the North Hog Barn on the farm. The barn was about the size of a football field. At 10, 12 a.m., Amy emailed Jerry. Do you know what I'm doing today? Cleaning the fucking light fixtures in the barn. WTF. Then she went out to the North Hog Barn with Tristan and Todd. They were working on preparing the barn for incoming infant hogs. While Amy was cleaning the light fixtures, Todd was arranging the nipple feeders on the pins. Yeah. Why can't I say nipples without giggling? Because we're 10. Because <laughs> nipple is a funny word, too. Nipple. <laughs> and Tristan was bringing the heaters from the storage area to the pins. Amy was using a five-gallon bucket to clean the lights. Both Tristan and Todd asked her if she was okay because she seemed unsteady. Yeah, girl, what are you doing? Um, you just had an ablation. Like, chill out. She was standing on a five-gallon bucket on probably an uneven ground. So, I mean, also... What are you doing? Yeah. yeah chill. Just sit at home. <sighs> sit in the house and watch TV for, like, a week. However long they told you. Like, chill. But anyhow, I mean... Todd Whatever. Probably made her, but anyhow. Yeah. He probably just looking good in front of the sun. Amy continued with her chore, but still seemed unsteady. So, both her and her... Her husband and her son suggested she stop working on the lights. Yeah. Todd suggested that Amy should go get a pet carrier from the red shed that was about 30 yards away from the hog barn. I couldn't tell you how far 30 yards was to save my life, but she went to go get it. Okay. Todd asked Amy to take the 10 to 15 pound pet carrier to their shop building, which was across the yard, or leave it out for them. Tristan and Todd continued to work on the hog barn for about another hour and a half. Tristan took over the lights and at some point lost track of Todd and he doesn't know for how long. Tristan was out of Todd's sight while he got a drink of water in the corner office in the barn a couple of times. Todd finally noticed that the pet carrier was not in the yard or in front of the shed. So he sent Tristan to get the carrier out of the red shed. When Tristan went to the shed, he found Amy face down on her hands and knees with the corn rake sticking out of her back. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Tristan yelled for Todd that Amy was unresponsive. Tristan checked Amy for a pulse to see if she was still breathing. Todd ran over and told Tristan to get the truck. Todd did not render aid or call 911 while he waited for Tristan. When Tristan brought the truck over, he saw Todd pull the corn rake out of Amy's back. Tristan got in the passenger seat of the truck. Todd put Amy in his lap, and they set off for the hospital. Okay, I'm going to say some things real quick here. Okay, yes. so she went out to get the pet carrier, quote-unquote. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the boys are doing their work. Mm -hmm. Again, totally mm -hmm. easy and understandable why you lose track of time because you're doing shit, mm -hmm. right? Tristan doesn't remember where his dad was for a period of time. Do we know how long? Or just say like a couple hours. They were working for about an hour and a half. Oh, an hour and a half. Okay, so we're going to say 30 minutes. 
more than enough time to do whatever, right? Yes. However, I will also say this. And wait, so they found her face down and she was on her hands and knees. Like mm-hmm. like, like she's doing like a push-up kind of thing. Uh-huh. And then it's in her back. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking like a fucking horror film style. Right. Okay. That's weird. But here's the other thing. Being in a small community, mm-hmm. you often don't call the cops. You handle it yourself. Honestly, like, I'm just going to say that. Now, the not rendering aid is more of a red flag to me, but the not calling 911 is not a red flag to me because my grandparents were in a town of, like, 1,200 people, right? Mm-hmm. So similar-ish. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you don't call the cops or the cop is your neighbor. <laughs> Looking for them, the cop was their neighbor and checked on them quite a bit. Yeah. But you just kind of do it yourself, and you do do that. You just... Because also, the likelihood of you having a hospital in a town of 700 people, next to none... Doctors in a town next to none. You're going to have to drive them somewhere. You don't call an ambulance. You don't. Because by the time an ambulance gets to you, you could have been driving to them. So that part, not a red flag. However, the no rendering of aid and the taking it out. Because as we all know, stab wounds, leave it in. That's how you bleed out is if you take it out. Because it's kind of like a plug. That's my two cents on the matter. I mean... Could she have fallen on the rake and rolled over? I'm just going to ask. Is there a possibility that she could have fainted? Okay, let's just say, open the door, mm-hmm. faints, falls back on the rake, ah, and then turns over like, fuck, you know, like, shit, what the hell did I do? Because she was unsteady. And then that's where they found her. Is that possible? I'm going to answer all your questions. Okay, I'm just throwing out all my questions now because mm-hmm. maybe the listeners also have them. I'm sure they do. <laughs> so finally, while they are driving to the hospital, Todd called 911 at 12.01 p.m. and said that Amy fell on the corn rake. The operator told Todd to pull over and perform CPR, so Todd finally did. Deputy Luke Thompson arrived at their location, took over CPR, and when Deputy Luke asked Todd what happened, he said he found Amy with a cord- corn rake in her back. And finally, an ambulance arrived and took Amy to the hospital. By now, there were looky-loos, and Tristan went back to the farm with one of them, while Todd was taken to the hospital with one of the loos. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. You know people came out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. They stopped whatever they were doing, Mm -hmm. and were like, what happened? So, Amy was pronounced dead at the hospital. Mm -hmm. On the initial exam of her body, the medical examiner found six puncture wounds in her back. Injuries on her chin, her cheek. Her cheekbone, knees, and knuckles of each hand. The chin injury had both crush and scraping components to it, but there wasn't any debris in the wound like you would find from hitting a surface. Okay. Since Todd claimed Amy fell in the corn rake, the medical examiner asked to take a look-see at it, and that's when he discovered the rake only had four times to it. So how could Amy have six puncture wounds when the alleged object that created the wounds only had four times. Now I have many questions. Were all six points in a row or were they misaligned? As in stab with the rake, pull out, stab again in, in, in a, a, around the same spot so it only looks, so it looks like six. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm going to answer all your questions. All right. Not only that, but the wounds weren't even in the same spot. They were going in different directions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, did she fall on it, pull it out, and fall again? 
This is when the medical examiner contacted the state forensic pathologist and requested a full autopsy. Okay, cool. I'm loving this small town person. Good job. Normally it goes the other way like, we got it. It's like, bitch, no, you don't. Oh, it gets better. While all of this was going on, deputies went back to the farm with Tristan and asked him to show them where he found Amy. Enter Delaware County Deputy Sheriff Travis himself. He was the one who attended Amy's autopsy. The forensic pathologist determined the damage to Amy's left hand could be defensive wounds consistent with a struggle and that she had blunt force trauma to her chin, cheek, and ear. As far as the puncture wounds go, the pathologist discovered two different wound paths. She determined that Amy was impaled with the corn rake at least two times, but maybe three. The corn rake was pushed through Amy's back so deep that it punctured one of her breast implants and exited her front side as it punctured her lung and liver. The pathologist ruled Amy's death a homicide. No shit. Okay. All my questions were answered. So here's what I think happened. Uh Uh-huh. Physical altercation, literally punching her in the face three times, at least, right? Chin, cheek, and ear, which ear is going to automatically make you all dizzy and fucked up because that hurts hurts and it's disorienting mm-hmm. plus getting punched in the face anyway by a male is way more force than you expect right mm-hmm. then i'm assuming rolls over on her back defensive wounds somehow gets on the other side and then okay trying to get away she yep. rolled over trying to get away yep 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 mm. deputy travis don't play And he got a search warrant and took all of Todd's electronics, including a camera system with two cameras covering the property. Conveniently, no video from the camera pointing at the red shed could be recovered. And the video from the camera pointing at the yard between the red shed and the hog barn was only from September 11th to October 29th. And didn't start back up until November 11th, the day that the sheriff deputy took the cameras. The investigators couldn't determine if the missing footage was deleted or if the camera was just turned off. Deputy Travis also found Todd's iPad in his tractor. Who the fuck keeps their iPad in their tractor? I'm not a farmer, so maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Anywho, when Deputy Travis looked at the iPad, he found that Todd had hit up the Google machine to look up things like... Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed, aren't I? I'm going to be like, really, bro? Really, bro? Never Google this shit. Unless did, you're a true crime podcast. <laughs> did ancient cultures kill adulterers? Thrill of the kill. Thrill of the hunt. Famous quote, no thrill like that of hunting man. Once you hunt man, you will always feel the thirst. What happens to cheaters in history? Killing unfaithful women. What to do with large open chest wounds and organ in the body. Todd, Todd, Todd. Really, this is always the killer's downfall. Literally. Google searches. Search and they do. And are you going to justify it by saying ancient cultures kill adulterers, so it's perfectly okay that I did it? Like, that's not a good defense, bro. I think, yeah, I think what he was trying to do is... He actually did think, I can't Google, how do I kill someone with a rake? I got to do, okay, I'm going to pretend like it's maybe my kid for a history project. You know what I mean? Like, oh, ancient cultures. 
what are they, you know, or some shit like that. Like, no, bro, it's still very incriminating, you dumb shit. <sighs> Idiot. So, Detepi, Detepity, <laughs> Deputy Travis knew he needed help because they didn't get a lot of murders. This was actually only the fourth homicide in the last 10 years. So after the autopsy, <laughs> Jesus. Do you want a drink? Do you need a drink? I haven't drank all day. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the autopsy, he called up John Turnbett, a special agent with the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation to help him with the investigation. Okay. All of, I'm loving these public servants doing their fucking job. This is like amazing. Thank you. Thank you for going, look. Not putting your ego aside and going, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing after this point. Please help me make sure that I get this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Love it. Mm -hmm. Agent John did exactly what he should do. He looked into Jerry and his wife since Amy was bumping uglies with Jerry and was able to eliminate both of them. And then Agent John moved on to our friend Todd. Standard operating <sighs> procedure. Look at, the, look at the relationships. Look at the husband. Yep. Look at the family. Todd told Agent John that he and Amy had a very healthy marriage. Mm -hmm. Yep, I would call this the poster child of healthy marriages, Todd. Yeah. Affairs, suspicions, combing phone bills, and keeping tabs on your wife. Everyone strives for this type of relationship. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Can you tell my pod hobby to do all these things? Oh, yeah, so you feel secure and uh -huh. safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. I will. Yep. The police weren't stupid, and Todd was arrested for Amy's murder. And Todd had a jury trial. Oh, shit. Not good uh, for you, bud. After the state presented their evidence, Todd attorneys moved for a judgment of acquittal, saying the state failed to present evidence that Todd committed the murder of Amy. Okay, so they're trying to say that they didn't have enough of a burden of proof to prove that he did these things. Mm -hmm. And Todd testified in his own defense. I fucking love it when oh, criminals do this oh because my. they always fucking incriminate themselves. What defense lawyer? It was a, it was a it was a free one, right? It was like a one that's given to you I don't clearly. Know. I don't know. So, I love it. I During know, it's amazing. the cross, Todd said Amy's death was not an accident, but someone stabbed Amy in the back two or three times with a corn rake. Bro, really? Why would you reiterate that? Oh, like, wait, wait. why? Why wouldn't you do what other murderers do and say she fell in the rake and then while you're trying to get help, fell in again because. There was no one but you on the farm, asshat. And Tristan, your son, was doing other shit. And here's the other thing. Was that known? Is you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because you know how they always hold back shit. Yeah. Now, granted, it is a trial. They're going to present everything at trial. But at the time that he said that in the trial, I'm just curious if even the jury and the prosecution had presented the two or three yet. I, I'm sure they probably did. Oh, my God. So, Todd seemed to have an answer for everything. Like, he didn't call 911 right away because he just wanted to get Amy to the hospital immediately. And he didn't make those searches on his iPad. Someone else must have done it because other family members had access to it. And don't worry, he only took the rake out of Amy's back at the scene because the doorway to the shed was narrow and he had to get her to the truck immediately to get her to the hospital. And he couldn't get her out of the shed with the rake in her body. Nothing nefarious at all. Hmm. Dude, all I'm saying is if you pop in a titty and you go in from behind, that is some anger. Oh, and Todd's reason for the missing camera footage? You're going to love this. Oh, I can't wait. The cats knocked the antenna off the windowsill and they were looking for a warm place to lay. 
He didn't know how long it had been knocked down. And he saw it on the floor the day after Amy's murder and picked it up. And boom, that's when it started recording again. Todd had answers for everything. Okay. So this is one of those, it is a lot of circumstantial evidence. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Like there is no direct, his blood was on, his skin cells were on, his whatever. But where there's smoke, there's fire at this point. There's such a burden. There's so much going on here that it's, you can't look away from him. Yeah. Jerry testified in court that Amy wasn't happy in her marriage and she felt like a slave or a hostage. She said that she was wanting to leave Todd. One time, she said if he had ever found out about the affair, she would disappear. And there you go. Todd then asked from a, for another motion for acquittal following the defense presentation of evidence. The jury was like, no, nah, bro. What the hell else could have finally stabbed her with a corn rake? Guilty of first degree murder. Now, it did take the jury seven and a half hours over two days to decide this. That's fair. So they didn't take the decision lightly. No, that's fair. That's I appreciate that because, like I said, it is a very highly circumstantial case. However. He did receive life without the possibility of parole. Good. Todd is a fighter, though, and he motioned for a new trial, but the district court denied him. Good. You know, the mofo filed his appeals and... In his appeals, he claimed that the district court made an error when it denied his motions for acquittal and abused its discretion by, not, by denying his motion for a new trial because his conviction, conviction was not, just not supported by sufficient evidence. Mm -hmm. Todd is maintaining his, his innocence and he did not kill Amy and that Jerry was on the farm that day as well. Oh, okay. So where was Jerry? Where was Jerry in all this? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? No, dude. That, that, that doesn't hold any water. No. I think exa he's exactly where he needs to be. It just sucks that she had to pay the price for his own stupidity. And guess what, Todd? You lost the farm anyway. Look at that. And instead of getting half the farm, you got zero farm. You got farm. zero farm, you dumb shit. See what? This is what divorce is always the answer. Murder is never the answer. Correct. Never fucking ever. Like, what in the hell? That was wild. That was wild. So he stabbed her. I was thinking it was like level, like horizontal. But it was like, it feels like it was a vertical stab. Because then the, the handle is, is basically making her look like a T. So he was saying, I couldn't get her out of the doorway with her looking like a T. You see what I'm saying? Like, here's her body. The top of the T and here's I think the, he was trying to carry her out like this. Would like he, like holding her like a superhero? <laughs> like, ah. Yes. Uh -huh. And he could have probably just angled. Flipped her. Yeah. Or angled his own body. Oh, yeah. He was basically like making it look. He's trying to make himself look as innocent as possible in front of right. his son. That's what he's trying to do. Which did not work. Right. And here's the shitty part. His kids lost their mom and their dad. Look. Here's pictures of him at the trial with the corn ring. Oh, yeah. Fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> All I did was Google corn rake image, and that's what came up. Oh, I forget how long those tines are. Yeah, you can definitely stab a fucking titty with them. Yeah. Damn, she had breast implants. Oh, you know that hurt like a motherfucker. Ooh. God dang. Well, Amy, I am so sorry, sis. Like, shit. I really wish... Somehow, your friend could have grabbed you by the hair and kidnapped you like, I'm going to do Amanda if, 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 God forbid, which 
it's never going to happen. I know you're a pot hubby. He's literally like the nicest, kindest human being on the fucking planet. Here's what Amy looked like. And here's what that shithead looked like. She oh. is dating down. Oh my God. She, uh, he outkicked his coverage like hardcore. Fuck you, Todd. She married down, way down. Oh, yeah. In many different ways. <laughs> he must have had a big D. You think? Or maybe he was just nicer back in the day. Because that can happen. People can turn into shitheads over time. I don't know. Maybe his game was really strong. I don't know. She's she's a hottie body. No wonder she was like, I can get better than this. I mean, <laughs> I think when she... Okay, sh- here's what happened. She met him at the fair. He won her that stuffed animal she wanted, right? Naturally. And then they started dating. And then she was in too deep. Like, he proposed. She agreed. Then she was in too deep and she couldn't call it off, right? Yeah. And then they had kids. And then she realized she didn't want to be there anymore. And she... Excuse me. She was like, I can't divorce him. I have kids. So she just started stepping out. Thinking this is my escape, which no girl. That also, we do not condone that. Like, guys, don't do that. We don't condone that. No. If not all parties are... In agreement on this is a situation that we're moving towards, which is totally fucking fine. We don't care. Again, we don't care what you fucking do as long as it's consensual. Right. If everyone's consenting, we don't care. Correct. It's when people aren't consenting, we have an issue. There's a big fucking problem. And so then she started stepping out. And then he got crazy, right? Because mm-hmm. she stepped out. That's when she saw the crazy, and then she didn't know how to get out. Yeah. Because she realized how fucking crazy he was. Yeah. Also, maybe from that first time was when that that switch flipped. Right. You know, where before he was He headed, felt betrayed. Yeah. And then he realized, oh shit, my wife actually can get whoever she wants, because look at her, she's fucking gorgeous. Right. Look and, at me. And then he realized... I'm going to lose all my shit. I'm going to lose everything. Literally. I Which, married. I had all this and I married way up. Mm-hmm. I and have she's going to take everything. And she's going to take everything. Which she easily could have. But here's what I'm thinking. I don't I think, think she, she wanted the farm. I agree. I'm with you. I think she would just like, I just want out. I think you she would. Shit. I think she would have to get out. I think she would have signed whatever, giving I, him whatever. Totally agree. Which again, this is why it's so senseless. It's a sense. It's so fucking senseless. This is a small mercy, but I'm glad he didn't take the kids with him. If you yes. catch my drift, because that's yes. actually where I thought you were going with this. I was like, oh Jesus, not another family annihilator. But yeah, no, it's. I I did <sighs> not end on that note because we don't want to end there. <laughs> it really wasn't. A plan to take a break. No, no, no. I get that. No. So I huh, had planned somebody else to do today. Mm-hmm. And then Instagram happened. And now we're doing this person. Okay. And actually, I feel like this is a good one to end on. Okay. Now that I'm like, okay, the universe was saying, do this one instead. So I really hope that you enjoy this person. I actually was a little worried you might do this person before me. I was really kind of scared, but I'm glad that you didn't. So today, we're going to be talking about a true queen, Prada G Major. Have you heard of this drag queen? Mm-mm. Okay, let me tell you about I hadn't either until Instagram. Thank you, Instagram. Sometimes the Lord provideth. Prada is a drag queen born in Brooklyn, New York, and was raised there. Right after she graduated from high school, she moved to Phoenix, Arizona, and started going to gay bars, Charlie's in Amsterdam. I'm shouting them out because I'm assuming they're still there. She you looks didn't around. Google it. Huh? You didn't Google it? No, I didn't have a chance to Google it because I literally wrote this. So 
right before we podcasted today. That's mm. how down to the, it, like I was almost done with this other person. I'm like, let me finish it up. And then I saw this and I was like, no, nope, I got to switch completely. So I had to write a whole new thing. And by the way, Prada is around my age. I'm going to say around mid thirties or so. So she started going to like gay bars and Charlie's and Amsterdam, all that stuff before moving back to New York. But whilst in Arizona, she was a part of a few dance teams and really started to fall in love with it. So she has said like, she never really took dance classes or anything, but she kind of always loved it. She would dance around the house as a kid Mm -hmm. and things like that. And prodigy major was born quote unquote on March 22nd, 2008 in Phoenix because her boss at this boutique she was working at had all the employees dress up and drag each year for their birthday, which coolest boss ever. Can you imagine? I would fucking love this boss. I'm sorry. Can we go work there? Are you hiring? I know. And will you pay my relocation expenses? Literally, I would move to Phoenix to be a part of whatever the fuck boutique this was. Like, I was like, this is amazing. What a cool thing, though. Can you, like, we would do Drag King. Mm -hmm. And they would do, I mean, I'm just, I'm in love with this. So when she came back to Staten Island in New York, she started performing and won. Miss Boots and Saddle in 2012 at the bar, Boots and Saddle, while performing at other bars around the city in competitions. Because, you know, they perform at competitions mm-hmm. and they can win shit. Yeah. Money or prizes or promotions. In fact, in 2013, she competed in the Miss Fire Island Entertainer of the Year. She didn't win, but she did get a corporate sponsored award. And since then, she hasn't really competed in the pageant competition scene because she said she, quote, hasn't found one that she wants to do yet. I am sorry, Drag queens can get corporate sponsors. Yeah, I think the one she got was actually for Coors. Oh, no. Uh Oh, we can't drink the Bud Light. Now we can't drink the goddamn Coors. And we better go buy a whole bunch of Coors and give them a whole bunch of money so we can blow it up. (laughs) Watch it. But yeah, no, I was surprised as well. I was like, holy shit. So they can like get promoted by that and obviously get a little cashish on the side, but then keep going through these pageants and like, winning prizes and becoming more of it. It's wild. I'm assuming a lot of the girls that are on like drag race, for instance, have gone through a lot of those circuits and got so popular. Yeah. You know, you know more about that than I do. I was actually going to lean on you a little bit. I haven't watched drag race in a hot minute. No, but about the culture. Yeah. Drag culture, which I find wildly fascinating and incredible. Have you watched RuPaul's TV show? fictional TV show on Netflix. With her and the kid? Uh Uh-huh. No, but I have it in my queue for, God, forever. Oh, we watched it so long ago. Pod Hubby even loved it. Really? It's great. Which one of my kids watched it with? One of my boys watched it with us and loved it. That's fantastic. You're such a great mom. (laughs) No, that's amazing. I need to watch that. I heard it was just incredible. It is phenomenal. I can't recall the name now. I know I know what you're talking about, though. I'm going to look it up. Keep okay. going. So Prodigy, by her own admission, is, quote, a little bit of both performer and drag artist, okay? She would say foremost that she is a performer and that, quote, dancing and performing in drag goes hand in hand, which, yeah, I mean, it does. Prada then became a dance teacher and started de- teaching dance during the week to anyone who would take her classes. In fact, her boss and, and the boss's daughter came to take a class from Prada, and she said they're like her family. She is very close with other drag performers, including Brenda Darling, Jada, and Ari Kiki, and met them through various performances at the clubs that she performed at. AJ and the Queen. AJ and the Queen. Okay, cool. I'm going to check that out. In 2014... 
Prada started feeling numbness in the whole left side of her body and went to doctors to see what the hell was going on. It eventually went away, so she went about her day, like, whatever. Until 2015, she started having nerve pain in her neck and right arm. She said, quote, I could feel electricity going through every nerve, and that's what I was like, something is wrong, and we need to figure this out. She went to a specialist and was diagnosed with MS. Hmm. Yeah. When she was diagnosed, she said, quote, I was in denial for a while because I didn't find a doctor I liked at the time. But at some point, you have to face reality and realize this is life. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I mean, shit. You've gone this journey. Mm-hmm. You are not a drag performer and in the community. And unfortunately, there is still stigmas. And even just how you speak, people can judge you. Even mm-hmm. doctors, maybe unintentionally, maybe intentionally. I get why having a doctor that gets you is so fucking important. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yep. It makes all the difference in the world. And uh, yeah, so it, it was definitely a huge blow. Because also, she's a performer. Yeah. She has to be physical for her job to do what she loves, you know? And she was actually scared she would have to stop performing and has actually had relapses at shows before. However, she is able to currently manage her MS through medication to keep it from progressing. And obviously her symptoms are much less. Right after her diagnosis, she organized a benefit show at Boots and Saddle for the National Multiple Sclerosis Society and has helped them. I love that. Get gear up, girl. So the original one, $1,950. And then she did another one in 2016, which raised over $2,000. Since then, she has hosted many shows to get donations for MS and still gives it all at each performance. Her bestie, Brenda Darling, said of her, quote, she gives 100% always. Even if there is a cure someday, and hopefully there is, she's going to keep on going. So far, Prada G Major has raised over $65,000 for the National MS Society. I love that. I mean, sis. Most recently, on June 1st, 2023... She was honored for her achievements on Good Morning America with an award from the president of GLAAD and two donations for $5,000 each to the National MS Society and one for the Stonewall Inn Gives Back Initiative, which provides safe spaces for LBGTQ people all over the country. You can find her performing at the Stonewall Inn. Yep, that one, the infamous Stonewall Inn in New York City, selling t-shirts that say, don't MS with major. Oh, I want one. I know. I know. I was looking online. I was like, oh, God, I got to find a link for these. But I think she goes away at the show. So I'm like, well, now we got to go to New York. I have to go to New York now. I'm sorry. I'm getting on a plane. Yeah, we're getting on a plane now. And performing drag shows where all the proceeds go to the National MS Society. See, and here's the thing, though. Her performing is actually good for her to be active. Yeah. Probably Mm -hmm. gives her not only an outlet, but like you said, exercise Mm -hmm. she's able to like stretch and move and if she does have an episode she can be like okay take a minute you know rest and then go back out there yeah so I was like holy shit I gotta do this right up your alley yes I I mean I was like oh my god I'm gonna have to go follow her on Instagram (laughs) now we will have all the links to all her stuff right now she mainly does perform at the Stonewall Inn from what I've noticed like she's very big Mm -hmm. there right now and then obviously with this, that's what came across my feed was her getting that award. Yeah. Which was huge. I mean, that is huge to get recognition, but also another $5,000 towards MS research, which whew, let's just hope someday soon. They're, they're getting close on Parkinson's. You just never fucking know. You just never fucking know. So 
I feel like the, unfortunately, I feel like the more famous people that get diagnosed. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's shitty, but it's the world that we live in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but you're right. I feel like they can throw their famous selves behind it going, this is a real thing that affects people that we mm-hmm. need to be investing time and money in. And I just love that we have a drag queen who is just out there giving it her all and for her community and also for the MS community. So I want to put her on your radar. Yay. I love her. I'm going to have to go follow her. I, I actually just had an MRI last week. All good. Yep. Awesome. Stupid nurse blew my vein out trying to give me my baby. You're like, sis. If you can't do it, that's fine. Just get someone else in here. Don't roll my fucking vein, please. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I am really glad that we're taking a break, and we encourage y'all to also know your limits and your boundaries and sometimes go, hey, we got to take a hot minute. Yeah. I had to tell her that this way. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. Totally understandable. Totally get that. Just know, guys, we love you guys so much. We support you. Whatever bullshit comes our way, we will still be here. And we will still be supporting everyone in our community, all our counties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter who you are, what you do, as long as you're a good person, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Just be kind. Yeah. Really? That's all it boils down to. Yeah. Be kind. Yeah. Just be kind. <laughs> That's it. Like, I don't know why it's so hard. I, I, I don't either. It, it's, it feels like such a chore for some people. And you're like, it's not that hard. It, it really doesn't take anything out of you. No. Like at all. No. You know what I did? Hmm. I was going home from work and, you know, I work where I work now. Yeah. Yeah. So I had my windows down and there's a homeless guy and he, his sign was like, just a quarter helps. And I was like, no, bro. And then I realized I had like a, an open tobo and a thing of peanuts in my backpack. And so he goes down the line, he comes back and the light is still red. And so I go, dude, I go, I don't have any money. I said, but here I have water and some peanuts. Yeah. And what do you, do you take it? He took it and he was like, thank you. Yeah. That's all it takes sometimes, guys. Like, it, they're humans. That's the thing. A lot of times they get overlooked, you know, which is understandable. You yeah. know, like we live in a, it's a very complex thing with homelessness in our country. I, I have lots of thoughts. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's, it's hard because also some are very violent because they may not have, they don't have, they have mental health issues or they have I, mental I health issues like and the, drug problems and it's a I feel lot. Like the majority is mental health issues and the majority of the drug problems is untreated mental health issues. And I also feel like any one of us is one bad decision away from being that person. I absolutely agree. Or one paycheck away now. And that's a lot of it is mm-hmm. there's just so much wealth and equality at this point. It is creating more of a problem. Yeah. You know, I, I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? I have this. And it was probably the bougiest water he's probably ever had. (laughs) Well, yeah. And it's also like, I get why people are also like, I don't, there's just so much there. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we get, like we said, we can, we live in a, in a, around a city that has quite a big population. Mm -hmm. And for a while there, I myself had some like bags I kept in my car with like a, like a protein bar, like same idea, a little bottle of water. It had like those wet wipes to wipe mm-hmm. your hands. I'm uh, thinking about doing that again, just to have them on hand and just hand them out. But sometimes, yeah, people will throw it back in your face and go, I don't want this. I want money. And it's like, okay, you know, I don't know what you're going through. 
and there could be any number of things going on there, but you're right. All, we just, there for the grace of God. You know what I mean? Go I. Like I mean, kind of that I, I, whole thing. I was just like, I'm not going to give you money, mm-hmm. but I have this. So I made a split second decision. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Here you have go. Have bougie water and peanuts, bro. Yeah. Have some water and some peanuts. Like, fuck it. Yeah. At least it's going to keep you hydrated and give you protein. Yeah. So if somebody gives you money and you go get high tonight, at least you're going to be hydrated. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing is, like, if you give money in good faith, you don't know. Maybe they don't get high. Maybe they actually buy a fucking meal for themselves. Yeah. Or maybe they yeah. you buy know a meal for their dog or whatever. You don't know. It, we don't it, you know. You know what? And if he wanted, if he wanted that money for food and he was going to go buy food, guess what? I gave him food. Yeah. And I gave him protein. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Just little gestures. Even just saying hi to your neighbor. Maybe they're having a shit ass day and maybe you saying hi was like, oh, cool. I'm not going to say hi to my new neighbors. I'm not going to encourage that. Pod hubby. Hubby. (laughs) The pod hubby hubby situation. Hubby number two. When I drive past the house now, I'm going to be like... He's gonna be like, you don't like me anymore? You're like, no, it's not that. It's the fact that my husband has a husband and I have to deal with this now. Now you have an open relationship, girl. Not, I'm not consensual. <laughs> so all the times I wanted to move to near my work wife, mm-hmm. I was told no. Well, now see, work hub came to you. Now, if work, if work, if your work wife came to you, what do you think Podhub would say? Would he have the same? He'd be like, "Why are you always over there? What's going on?" He'd be like, "No, she can't move here." <laughs> My text message to her, I told her what oh, happened, God. and in all caps, I said, "I'm moving to blank." Start sending me real estate listings. <laughs> I'm so pissed that he's allowed to have his work husband here, and I am not allowed to have my work wife. Come on! I love this. I, you know, in the interim, I'm going to need updates on this situation. I'm sure he's going to be downstairs when we're done. I can be like, what's up with the work? Either that or he's going to be across the street under the guise of, well, he needed help moving in. Uh, Yeah. Out there shooting shit in the front yard. Watch. Just talking about nothing. At least three, two times. I'm thinking three times I called on my break and guess who I heard in the background? And I didn't just hear him talking in the background. He was responding to the words I was saying. Oh, that's good shit. I was on fucking speakerphone, bro. You should warn you. Okay, I think anyone, guys, if, if always tell people that you're on speakerphone before they start the conversation. Say, hey, so-and-so, I'm on speakerphone, and then let them talk. I am not a person you fucking put on speakerphone. I mean, it, you hear I speak here? This is how I speak all the fucking time. This is valid. This is valid. So like if you're in, I don't know, a church maybe or wherever the fuck, a narthex and you're like, oh, I'm going to call Amanda real quick. Don't put me on speaker. Yeah, maybe don't. I don't talk like this for the podcast. This is just how I talk. Right. Exactly. Hey, it's on him at that point. When my kids were little, the rule was don't say the words mommy says. Right. One time they tried to institute a swear jar and one of my kids said mommy that's 50 cents and i go fuck that shit here's a dollar <laughs> he's put in like 20 bucks well there i am for the week and moving on with my day <laughs> try there i am for the next two minutes <laughs> this is great 
needless to say, that swear jar went away real fucking fast. Oh, I'm sure it did. After that. Yeah, I'm sure it was like, well, we're going to repurpose this jar for any other thing. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, we'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. When we see you. <laughs> in we don't know how long. Yeah. When our... our Hiatus. Is over. Yeah. It's all good. We're taking, we're just taking a break, guys. Promise we will let you know what is up, when it is up, and uh, we love y'all. Take care of yourselves, please, and be kind to each other. We love you. Be kind. If you're not kind, we don't love you because you're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.